0: Welcome everyone to the Pantheon, I am Ray I'm Evie And Evie, what are we looking at today?
1: We are looking at The Punisher And we are looking at no, just the
0: Punisher, season one. Yep. Season, season Punisher, one. season one. Give us the overview of that. Actually, no, let me start off by telling you who's in it, and then we'll, I'll get into the overview. Sorry, my bad.
1: Okay,
0: cool. Uh, um, okay, so the showrunner was Steve Lightfoot. Uh, uh, you, know, you may not know him, or may not know the name, but Steve Lightfoot is actually a really successful uh, showrunner and producer, creator, and writer. He did the Hannibal series with Mads Mikkelsen, uh, mm-hmm. he also did the, one of the seasons of narcos so if you're a fan of cool. that uh, so he's done some really good dramatic uh, heavy duty content for television so this makes sense for him to do Punisher because it's something heavy it's a very serious tone and very thought-provoking so I think I think he's a pretty good set for this uh, and not to make fun of his name but I put his foot down to make sure we we kept <coughs> going with the uh, with a, more of a like, a like a very serious contented um, or a uh, or, or sorry, story-driven uh, series. You know, considering the, the contents about guns, gun violence, uh, this yeah. focused more on the trauma of gun violence. Now, that's Not mm-hmm. necessarily glorifying, because the character you can say, mm-hmm. I I think for most cases can be a very um, polarizing character because of what he represents in the comic. Mm-hmm. Considering he was from the seventies, and with today's context of gun violence in schools, this was intellectually done. Uh, to show that it's not a, a a senseless, mindless character, or the action he does. Uh, well, it it takes it takes the perspective of gun violence from all all sides, not just mm-hmm. people who are pro as well as uh, against. So, anyways, give us the overview of of this
1: season, where you kind of get to know the character named Frank. Mm-hmm. He just got back from a mission where uh, what they're doing is taking corpses and shipping drugs in there and bringing that to America. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, and that kind of um, messes him up because he realizes that, you know, that he's better than that and he shouldn't be doing that and that the government is okaying that. And I guess he um, gets a conscience and says, no, it's not right. So this whole um series is about what's right and what's not right and where um uh, humanity uh comes into play like seeing humanity rather than not seeing uh these um uh dead soldiers as important
0: right yeah this yeah, this was yeah this is a lot to digest for 13 episodes it was pretty um uh, what's the word it's it's very. Uh, loaded heavy on one side you know um because like yeah he he mentioned uh, a project called Cerberus that's like the Delta squad team he was with mm-hmm. uh they'd go into Af- is Afghanistan they were at, were in I think it was yeah or Kuwait yes. Afghanistan yeah and uh, his squad was trafficking drugs but like he was going in with the intent of doing you know targeting like you know like actual like like bad people, and then they were doing mm-hmm. underhanded, underhanded stuff. And then, of course, this comes back to him, back to uh, stateside. And it's sort of the root cause of what got to his family killed. Um, right. So we also have a character named uh, Micron, played by, the character's name was David uh, Lieberman.
1: Right. Uh, yes.
0: Now they, they believe that uh, he, that Frank gave him a disc that showed one of the interrogations of uh, a homeland security man that, in fact, it was uh, a leak, or I guess a, an informant, and then I, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, the idea was they, so they framed Lieberman uh, for treason. As a result, to so keep it silent, and uh, he's been missing. Everyone thinks he's been dead for about a year, including his family. So right. the whole thing is both uh, Micron in the comic books is is was uh, Frank's um, like um, informant. He had like he had mm-hmm. access to. All the tech, which in this case he does, and he's able to spy on uh, the government and get information or targets for Frank to attack. When you and I did review of the 1989 uh, Punisher with uh, Dolph Lundgren, uh, we mm-hmm. had an actor kind of character who just knew where everything was, and that was Frank's um, informant Mm of where to find his next target or how to go after some mafia guys or what have you Uh, Micron is also a character in the comic books and if you remember the Spider-Man cartoon when we first introduced ourselves to um, Punisher uh, Micron was there to assist Frank to try and locate or get his guns for him so uh, he's like his um, caddy but for weapons and for information uh Overall, I thought the show was really, really well done. Um, again, as I, as I just mentioned at the top, uh, it's about trauma. It looks at trauma both uh, for both Frank, but also the people who are, who are affected by the violence. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's Mike his family, um, Madani. Uh, we also have a guy uh, who takes it from a different point of view. His name is Lewis. Um, he was a, yeah. uh, a PTSD uh, Afghan uh, soldier. Who became a domestic terrorist, and it kind of focuses on that storyline a little bit. How would you describe Lewis, put it put to you that way? Put, uh.
1: Um, Lewis, I would say, um, you know, like he's on the fence of um, how, uh, you know, uh, what uh, is it good, bad, or whatever. Should I, you know, I'm I'm sorry that I got uh, got um, uh, involved in this. What do I do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know?
0: yeah because he, what you could say he, he kind of fell through the cracks of this of um coming back of the system too, yeah. yeah so it's kind of a tragic figure but uh but he just he never had i mean there was group i mean there, luckily there's people who can help you with know, where the salvation army or therapists who can help you mm-hmm. cope when you can come back from the war. And, and of course, I know there's different stages of those who can talk about it. Those who start off right. have trouble discussing it, and then as they go through the program, they're able to talk about it and to help them adjust. Uh, Lewis was mm-hmm. one of the people who were just at the start of the program who who didn't really acclimate back into society and had trouble right. trouble dealing with things. There was a support group in it. He still had trouble uh, letting go. Like He was sleeping mm-hmm. on the floor, and you know, he dug himself a pit. To yeah. to recreate his environment to sleep at night. Mm. So and um, well, not to get I don't want to get too much into the character, but they they just showed you different facets of um you know of, of people people who come back from such a a traumatic experience and how mm. and how they deal with things. And in in light of you know current events, well probably in the last few five okay going back to the Obama administration where you had uh, gun school violence, um, you mm-hmm. know there there is different um avenues in which people our families react to it uh the point of view of the people who are trying to give a message but in the most in the wrong way that's just harmful to everybody else and not mm-hmm. you know it's just it's, it's, so they kind of uh approach this and whether you're pro nra or you are not or wherever you stand on the issue um at least they take they take time to respectfully uh look at things from all perspectives you know those who are mm-hmm. responsible with weapons and gun handling uh those who are victimized from it those who um or go to war because that's their nature to do so and their soldiers to mm-hmm. follow orders and how and how they review violence now and and and, and how they still are against everyone's against it and how they look at it so it's just interesting how they um it's approached and i think everything's done very tastefully yeah for and, sure and was a lot of understanding and I think you could tell they uh, they spoke to you could tell they spoke like maybe hundreds of hours with people who are um, you know medical medically trained as well as people who are victims uh, yeah. people vets who are homeless or, or, or struggling to adapt so this this was really good because I mean I, I came into this thinking it's going to be a really like uh, just a guy with a gun and just like a like, kind of like a uh don't want to say Dirty Harry um, what's the with Charles Bronson movies Death Wish sorry death wish yeah Yeah, sort of like a death wish type of scenario Mm -hmm. and it wasn't anything like that it was very very uh thought provoking i mean every single Mm -hmm. episode uh, it was it was dramatic and it made you kind of um think and i think that's where the strengths are i think the strengths are knowing where um that is not you're not going to get an easy like um they're not going to sensationalize or uh fantasize or you know Mystify the uh, the use of gun violence or shooting mm-hmm. guns, where you look at like shows like Beverly Hills Cop or anything like you know just shoot them up, you know the movie shoot them yeah. up or, or the Wrong Guys, where it's kind of a humor or fun base uh, or Police Academy. Mm-hmm. This this looks at it as from a very, very responsible um, uh, perspective, and I think that's mm-hmm. what it does well. I think that's its strength, uh, and I think that's what draws um, people to it. Now on the other spectrum too, I thought it was a really good jab at DC too, and you know because mm-hmm. when this was released, it was November seventeenth, two thousand seventeen, the same opening weekend for Justice League. Oh wow! I'm going back. Let's say fifteen years before this with Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. that made one hundred fourteen million opening day weekend. Wow. Okay, that was at that time two thousand two. That was the highest grossing movie ever at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Titanic made thirty million its opening day weekend. Okay, and domestically, so domestically, um, it made 256 million. Sorry, Titanic. Domestically, two hundred. Right, it made over a billion dollars. But domestically, 256 million, just in North America alone, not the world. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Worldwide, Justice League made that much money. Mm -hmm. You know, and it made like 40, like just it made horrible money. (laughs) Didn't didn't do too well. But but anyways, my point is is that um, uh, after the after Hunter came out. Two weeks later, they showed they dropped the trailer to Infinity War, and everyone forgot mm-hmm. about Justice League. You know,
1: yeah, you saw oh, that we tra-
0: sure. you saw that trail and them running through the forest of Africa or Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Everyone went excited, just got. Crazy excited over it. I always think of Justice League because that's the day Puncher got released, and it was like, whoa, mm. shots fired, and um, mm. yeah, and you know, and of course when Thanos snapped his fingers, I mean, you mean Superman quit, and Batman went to rehab that week. So mm-hmm. it was it was one of those crazy scenarios that things just didn't look too good. Anyways, I'm digressing. Okay. So what what did you think of the uh, the series yourself? Like any strengths, weaknesses? Um.
1: I really like it. Mm-hmm. But but in some points it like jumped from issue to issue. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like follow. Right. You know, um, you know, especially when she's when um what's her name?
0: Oh Karen Page Mid- or no. Oh Madani, no, sorry, Madani. Yeah, Madonna
1: Madani. How's she going like to people, you know, um, messing with what's his uh um what's what's his name, Bill? Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get um, uh, information from that side right. and also trying like to get um, info from the government, right? It's like you know she's she's kind of playing with um, 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 two sides, so mm-hmm. I kind of got um, mixed up in some things. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting why is that person doing that? You know, then she comes like to see Bill and then the other yeah it um that was kind of hard like to follow but it was really really good i really liked it you know i felt sorry for frank and and lewis and yeah i don't know yeah you know so i understand uh, stand their pain too mm-hmm. i understood that
0: yeah, uh, just in general. Okay, just from a from a looking back, pr- looking back at it now. I mean, if you if you saw this for the first time or just watched this, uh, it's very lengthy for thirteen episodes. It does get kind of boring at times, and I th- and mm. or no, not boring. That's the wrong word. It's slow. They're slow. It's a slow buildup, uh, and I yeah. think sometimes the takeaway talking about Madani's character specifically. Whenever you go to Homeland Security, that storyline, uh, it takes away from the Punisher. So when you're looking mm. at it, um, the the energy of it. Detracts because you're focusing on a a sub story, yeah, and not and not Frank's journey. So uh, it it jumps there. I think you could have they could have cut back um, the amount of times like they go with Madani and Sam or Madani and Billy Russo, uh, just trying to whenever they because it just became just talking heads. So whenever you're Mm -hmm. at Homeland Security, the office, you know, whether it was being bugged or was Madani trying to convince her superiors to investigate further, it's just talking heads. And it, 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 mm-hmm. t- it took away from uh, progressing the story forward. That's what, I, I think a lot of critics noticed that too, you know. Mm-hmm. So as you were mentioning, it's it just, it, not necessarily confusing, but it's just a lot of talking heads. And it you, you could have just focused more on, um, you know, Frank going after the guys, going after Agent yeah. Orange, or uh, finding out, mm-hmm. like, what was going on at the disc, you know, getting to the point of the matter. But you got to fill 13 one-hour episodes, so. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it, it depends how you look at it. Yeah, um, sure do you did. think it could have been better if it was eight hours, like maybe eight episodes? I, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I condense it all. Yeah, because you know, it didn't mean to like don't you know he they spent a lot of time going um, like to to I guess see people mm-hmm. like to get revenge. You know, right. yeah, that yeah that kind of got okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, it was still good, but way too long. Cool, in cool. my opinion.
0: All right. Well, in that case, let's see. Um, in terms of like uh, the bigger picture, how I look at it in terms of like the end game, um, I say to myself that, uh, well, knowing that it's only two se- two uh, seasons only, but looking at it, it just it's a good springboard off of Daredevil season two. In terms of the actual uh, Netflix MCU uh, bubble, it's not. It doesn't really. It doesn't have much to contribute in in respects to the other Defenders, any of the McMahon Defenders. uh, Just Karen Page, that's the only Mm -hmm. spinoff. So if you want to look at the relationship between Karen Page and him, it progresses into season two. Um, Yeah. And of course, like season season two of Daredevil, where we get the introduction of Punisher uh, and how his family was murdered by the blacksmith, Uh, this Mm -hmm. tells you uh, who the blacksmith was working for and who was behind all of it so by so by the end of this season you have complete complete closure to uh who was behind the massacre of his family why it was done uh so all those answers um so when you get to the end of it um frank can actually like he he asks himself what do i do from here you know Mm -hmm. you know i'm not giving anything away but like basically uh once you've done everything once you've once, because one of the things about the Punisher, I think, whether it's the movies or the cartoons or the, or the comic books, especially the comic books, like uh, like Garth Ennis's book, uh, where do you stop? Mm-hmm. You know, once you get your answers, once you punish those who've done you wrong, every last one, um, yeah. can you rest? Is there, uh, you know, what can you do? Like if you look at the Thomas Jane one, I mean, he wanted to put a bullet to his head, and then his wife stopped him, right? You know, yeah. gave him purpose. Cool. Yeah. So this one kind of gives you the same thing, but in the sense that. He solved the mystery of his of what caused him so that that that, thing that fueled him was finally quenched. So I think that was really cool. And, and so like if you're looking at the journey, uh, season two uh, gives him something else to to motivate him to go for, to go further, which uh, mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, well, where, where are your thoughts with that? No, I
1: think I think you're right, you know um, um, uh, at the end, it's like um, uh, what do I do now you know mm-hmm. I've gotten who I've gotten you know um, so I guess i um, at the end he he was trying to help people now right because he got help right kind of um, um, giving back mm-hmm. but at what cost yeah
0: yeah because his friends like yeah. even Curtis like he has, he has only one friend uh, and yeah. you know and his bond uh, they tell you that story, which is really um, touching, like how he lost, how yeah. he lost his leg and stuff. So in, in the in war. So okay, so for ratings, I give this a nine out of ten. Uh, it's slow moving. Uh, it's a heavy, rich plot, and I think the characters are a little bit too he- like too heavy. But uh, but if it's, I think if, if it's for a PG, it's not. I think it's rated R, obviously, or, or, or mm, a, a, yeah. a like fourteen and up or sixteen and up. Yeah. Um, for me, the, my double feature would be Dexter. You know, cause okay. it's a kind of character that is um, who who targets his, targets bad guys like Dexter, mm-hmm. dispatches them in his own way for as a justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of the season four with the Trinity Killer. That's the one okay. where uh, his wife gets killed by the killer. It's one, right. it's one of those heavier scenes, and he's kind of at the crossroads, kind of build up there. So uh, that is what reminds me a lot of se- uh, season one of uh, Punisher. And how oh, about wow. how about you,
1: Rambo? Oh, the first one, First Blood.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, with the sheriff.
1: With the sheriff and everything, you know. Right, right. Uh, um, uh, he just wants peace, mm-hmm. but these people come after him, and he's saying, for what? Right. And then he, then he's thinking, you know, I'm going to um, get you uh, because you're bugging me. I just want peace. Right. And, yeah, you know, if, um, the Punisher is sort of like that, you know. He just wants to find peace but where can he find it right right
0: okay well now we're going to get into what we call the mailbag you've heard mailbag song hit it
1: letters i get letters so many letters
0: i'm going to start off first uh, our first email is from liddell b from cincinnati ohio and liddell writes Punisher feels beyond unrelatable to the established Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's unapologetic, and it feels the least like Marvel's trying to balance the scales on how to present a product that appeals to a wider demographic, just like what they did with Daredevil. The anti-MCU look definitely is good for Unpunisher, but it's still rough around the edges. Certain recurring elements became irritating. Still, the show prevails from a worthy storyline and good character arcs. And Oh, we got one more from... um, uh, Frederick K from Sudbury, Ontario, and Frederick writes, "I am by no means a Punisher superfan, but this show uh, lacks the big flash bang that is so iconic in Punisher trademarks." with a flaring muzzle uh, flash bringing to life the bold white skull emblem. Uh, This is more of a story of an ex-soldier Frank Castle who doesn't know how to do anything except rejoin the war when his family was killed. This time, however, he wants to bring bloody vengeance to corrupt military leaders. It's definitely watchable, and Frank is a true character whose story is a mere sorry, is a merger of tragedy and heroisms, which is what makes him a favorite anti-hero. It's not self-conscious, but it's definitely self-aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And of course, we have our normal, uh, our everyday favorite weekly uh, email. Um, and he's coming from uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. Was that
1: Evie? Oh, Pinder. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. He's from Hackensack. I guess he must have moved because now he's a walla walla washington right um and all he writes is i (laughs) hated
0: yeah and repender you know yeah he's he's our he's our fun guy to go to okay and then our last email we have is from uh, lucy deninzio from toronto ontario and she writes the punisher is exactly the surge of darkness that the mcu was missing and it's clearly needed okay that's pretty dark and not very (laughs) gloomy Okay, yeah. and uh, and then before we go, uh, I, I don't know if you, I, hopefully you should have this, Abby. We I, I sent you a couple of emails giving you a list of a countdown of MCU movies rankings. Did okay. you did you prepare that? Yeah, I have it. My man. Okay, as we're going along uh, for the month of like April and May, we're giving a countdown of the top twenty-four. Our countdown of twenty-four MCU movies, in, in order mm. of how we think they are, from. Best to, or most right. most exciting to, like the least favorite kind of ours. So mm-hmm. we're starting off with the bottom tier. So from uh, 20 to 24. So uh, oh, it's like 23. Sorry. So going back counting back from 23. Uh, at the lowest end, I have Iron Man 2.
1: I would say uh, Incredible Hulk. I hate it. <laughs> okay.
0: Then I've got uh, Thor: Dark World as 22.
1: Dark World was okay. Okay.
0: Kind of dragged on then i've got doctor strange is 21
1: thor number 1
0: that yeah, okay. was all right okay you no know. and then i got the incredible hulk is number 20
1: and the second um uh guardians movie
0: okay so those those are your yeah. those are your top so that's 24 so okay yeah. so what so since incredible hulk is 23 thor dark right. is 22 thor right. 21 one. and 20 was okay. and was which was 20
1: Guardians.
0: guardians the first or second one Oh, the first uh, one? The second one. All right. So we got a couple of things that are similar. Not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Okay. So uh, we're going to add a little bonus one. This is something I didn't talk to you about, but this is something you can actually do. It's not that hard. So I got some uh, social media questions from our listeners. Okay. Okay. And they asked, so I'm just going to give you two questions and just basically whatever you think of it will be the answer is there's no right or wrong answer. So in this is all about the genre of superhero films, not TV, but just films. So the first one is uh, to you, Evie. um, I'm going to call this segment "Ask Evie." This is this is what I'm going to call this segment. Okay. So the first question is: Okay, who? (laughs) All right. uh, Who do you think is the most iconic character in 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 the superhero genre in film? The most iconic uh, character.
1: DC or Marvel. Oh, anything. Either one. Most iconic. Yeah. I would say Superman.
0: Okay. Uh, any particular reason, or just just because he stands on your head?
1: Because he's well known, mm-hmm. you know, like across across the world, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and actually he is part Canadian or half written by a um, Canadian, right? That's, and that's right. Yeah. I think is pretty rare. So so that's why yeah I chose uh, yeah that. that's right.
0: A Jew, two Jewish guys from the uh, Toronto Star to create yeah. this character. Schuster is one of them. exactly. Yeah. Okay, and the second question is from our Ask Evie corner is, what superhero has the most cultural impact?
1: Cultural? I'd say Black Panther. Yeah. You know, because because I'm not being racist or anything, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but a lot of blacks like him, you know, from Africa, the West Indies, Mm -hmm. you know, South America, you know, a lot of people like him he can be a role model to them you
0: know no absolutely I agree yeah yeah for sure you know yeah it's just it's a it's culture it's, it's a very culturally relevant character you know yeah definitely you know and it doesn't matter where you're from it's just like mm-hmm. anyone has anyone can do it you know yeah um, you know if you're listening to our we did a, a Chadwick Boseman special remember yeah we did yeah uh, and we were kind of like leading into that discussion you know like you know it's mm. just it's not about the color of one's skin it's like anyone can be a hero you know Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, that was really. That was a, no. That's a really good answer, actually. Mm. Okay. Okay. And uh, what else? Before we call this a day, I do want to mention one last thing. Uh, uh, would you recommend this, and, or or and would you rent, buy, stream? in Terms of rating, like terms of uh This move, this series. Uh, which series? Panther oh, or? Oh no, sorry. Uh, Punisher season one.
1: Punisher. I liked it, but it is kind of. Uh, violence, so you know, um, you know, like buyer beware. You know, I wouldn't let uh, a 15 year old um watch it or a 13 year old, you know, because it's brutal.
0: Yeah, no I, I, here's the thing when I saw the trailer, I don't know if you remember the trailer, they had they put it to Metallica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought was just amazing. I forgot what it's uh, which one it's from. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just Justice for All or something like that, or or Kill 'Em All. I forgot which one, I check. But anyways, it was amazing because they synced up the, the action. The part where I, they're at Micron's uh, lair and he starts shooting the guns in the factory. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm, done. Yeah. It, the bullets, everything was done in sync with Metallica, which was, I thought was an amazing like little tra- trailer. It was just it, it was oh, wow. got you, yeah. You could probably find it on YouTube. It's really really cool. Now. Mm-hmm. After seeing the trailer, I got hyped to seeing it, and then when you watch the series, it's nothing like that. It's okay. very, it's very okay. cerebral. It doesn't glorify any kind of violence whatsoever. So it's, mm. it's just, it's, a, it's like a, it's a, it. What you're seeing actually does take place, but in terms yeah. of the uh, hypeness of it, it's a sleight of sleight of hand, and it's kind mm. of tricks the viewers into thinking it's going to be. Um, Mindless violence. Uh, I think this is, a, this is a series that's worth definitely worth watching. Uh, I wouldn't buy it because it's the only time... For me, it's, I could watch it once, and I don't think I could ever watch it again. Not because I didn't hate it. It's just because it is such a strong and heavy, thought-provoking series. Worth yeah. watching. Uh, definitely, I could highly recommend. 9 out of 10. But I don't know if I can watch it more than once 13 episodes a lot it's a lot to take out of you you know yeah exactly so, uh, but it's i highly 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 recommend seeing this um it's it's like a gold standard in terms of drama and uh and stunts and action but it's um it's a one and done for me but it's a highly recommend i recommend and like you were saying evie i would say yeah a, a higher age group you know um something like if you gotta bring spring a bring the show this to a like a 14 or or early preteen have parents have a discussion with them this kind of opens a discussion for you know what goes on in the world you know recently in recent events Uh, not so much now you know in light of the the era of covid and everyone's in home rather than schools but it's in Mm -hmm. terms of like what what's out there okay so with that how can they reach us
1: they can um, reach us by twitter email um twitter and email not facebook and and facebook no yes. no 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 not
0: facebook never facebook no
1: not facebook no. twitter
0: twitter yes um,
1: yeah twitter yeah mm, that's
0: it at pantheon of m M, inst- and instagram at pantheon of m
1: what's your website mm-hmm. www um
0: pantheon.com mm-hmm. or no pantheon of
1: no, m.com of, of m.com mm.
0: yes <laughs> I'm just rubbing him along along the way, pulling him through the coals. I like doing yes, that. Yes, you are. Yes, okay. I'll get you later. Oh, I like, know. You, you will. You like will.
1: Frank Castle, okay? Yeah, it's
0: something in the mail. <laughs> I know. It's, it's on the way. Okay, <laughs> with that, guys, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care.
1: Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, my family, to get to me. As part of a covert CIA operation. charge he wants to need that
0: homeland the FBI everybody's heartless you and me we want the same thing so work with me on one condition I'm gonna kill them all yeah I can with that So, hey everybody, uh, we're here. We're about to do the recording of Punisher 1989. But before we do that, let me get my phone because I have to Google search this product because this is my disclaimer, because we could get in trouble um, and maybe lose our license or whatever. So I wanted to make sure I cover our butts uh, in terms of uh, what we're doing. This particular movie review, there isn't much content to really review. So we figured the kill time, a little bit of time. We're going to uh, do a taste test on beverages so today I got ourselves three energy drinks and the the company is called hemp it's from this from the actual plants um, and it's called and so therefore it's called cannabis energy drinks now to be to be clear on the hemp energy drink itself I'm going to read what it says the part of the plant does not contain element of THC so there is no uh, psychedelic substances in this drink Okay, i want to be perfectly clear we're drinking it as an energy drink but we're just to try we're going to do a sip we're not even going to like really gulp it down we're just going to test, taste the flavors of it because it's based on a natural um plant source and it's hemp because I remember i have like there's like hemp lip balm hemp uh lotion they have hemp like hats and uh, you know clothing people make it's not just the i guess the uh, preconceived notion that these are these negative products not that i'm promoting hemp in any way or marijuana or anything like that i'm not but this was uh, purchased at a convenience store a local convenience store to the public it's not an actual like marijuana um, place where you have to where it's been legalized so this is not a, a legalized substance at all this is strictly an energy drink like uh, red bull you know it just comes from a plant source which happens to be hemp which is not the psycho the uh, psychoactive substance as they say it is so uh, we got three flavors we've got raspberry mango and then there's one that's just green so i'm guessing that's just organic or vegan flavor is that such is there a vegan flavor flavor i have no idea either way we're gonna know and you can tell us all about it (laughs) okay so let us begin with our review of beverages okay so uh, we got some time to kill Uh, because again this will be a very short thing and if you hate what we're talking about if y'all this fast forward us okay so we're about a minute and two minutes in fast forward at the five minute mark and i'll edit this down so it's a lot more easier i like the color green so let's see what happens cracking this open this is the mystery flavor so i don't know what flavor this is it's just green uh cheers It's like drinking Monster. Is it Taurine? T a u r i n e. Taurine. I guess I've never heard of that. And that's a flavor. I guess that's a flavor. That's what it is. And okay. so, honestly, I don't taste anything different from any other like energy drink. Not that I drink any drinks, any energy, 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 energy drinks much. I used to do that a lot a long time ago, but I, I have trouble breaking it down. So I kind of like gain, like not weight, but I get kind of bloatish. So I rarely touch energy drinks nowadays because I've learned my lesson that Mm -hmm. you do get kind of like stocky looking from it. Um, So that's the first one. I will put this open can somewhere safe for now. Okay, next up, uh, mango or raspberry? Um, Do raspberry. Okay, raspberry. So we got... Raspberry. Little bit fatty. oh no I'm not a fan of this one no. it gets in my nose That's what I think that's what it is I think I sniffed it before I drank it uh oh okay so if hemp has a flavor to it like an actual like organic flavor it comes through in this one uh, what do you think Evie?
1: Um, yeah it does mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know raspberry
0: well yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's sweet that. It's just, luckily it's sweeter than having that uh, <coughs> coconut strawberry or sorry, <coughs> having that coconut watermelon yeah. I think we had a few uh, weeks back <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, we had an aloe vera, coconut water, like coconut watermelon flavor. Mm. Not a fan. No, not a fan. Okay, last but not least, we have mango flavor. Okay, so cracking this open. I'm allergic to mango, actually. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, then I'm having, okay, then you just smell it. Okay. The smell of mango. Yeah, it does. Mango. Yeah. It smells like, um pineapple a little bit that's that's like the, the bitterness of a pineapple yeah just smelling it yeah okay I didn't know I had no idea you're making. I do Because I, I could have killed you yeah you could
1: have but then I but then um, but then you'd have to do this alone no I, I, I stick just
0: take an EpiPen to your forehead and go
1: click clear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: clear all right okay you tell me oh it's like feet <laughs> oh I wouldn't recommend well you know what it's not as bad the aftertaste is good. Like just initial, initial shock. It because I don't know what i was expecting. Okay. But this remind me of feet. Okay. Um. The lights getting brighter here. Mm, <laughs> okay. Maybe it's a that's It's a psycho, it on the psychological talk. <laughs> no, it's um, it's okay. You know what? It's um, it is like having pineapple juice. It's it's like a pineapple juice flavor. I'm feeling uh, foolish now. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it took me a while to clack, 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 uh, clack, uh, catch on to that one. Um, now you're having problems speaking. It is <laughs> It's it's fine. It's um, yeah. I mean, I like mango. I'm, a, I'm one of my favorite fruits. Is mango, and yeah. I don't taste. It doesn't. It's it's more citrusy, okay. and but it's really heavy. It's like having pineapple juice oh yeah so uh but there but this whatever the hemp seed is um it's there it kind of gives it kind of an organic like like aftertaste to it okay but it's not but it's more but it is very much citrusy both all three are good um i like the the green which is very familiar to it's very familiar to having an energy drink so if you want an energy drink and not worry about whatever you're taking the green one's probably the best okay uh second is the raspberry but it's fruity and it's, but the third one, yeah, is definitely the mango. It's not,
1: mm.
0: not my. It's not my jam, if you sort to speak. But it's it's fine. Okay. And uh, now we have three open cans, and we can't drink anything. So that's cool. If I'm thirsty, at least I know what to drink now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So with that, let's get on with the show. If society
1: won't punish the guilty, he will. You see this board here? Every time he kills somebody, I put a red pin in it. So far, the only thing that I've got to show for is these little calling cards here and a whole bunch of these. He defends the innocent. But if you're guilty, he gives no warning and shows no mercy. What the hell is this? Trouble. Dolph Lundgren. Lewis Gossett Jr. Mr. P. Happy hunting. The
0: Punisher. Justice with a vengeance. Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I am Ray. I'm Abby. And today we're looking at Punisher 1989, starring Dolph Lundgren. And uh, Luke Gossett Jr., a person who I haven't seen in years. Okay. Uh, he's a 53-year-old spry-looking Luke Gossett Jr., so it's quite impressive. This also stars uh, Nancy Everhart and Jerome Crab. I believe his name is. Directed by Mark uh, He this is his second venture in filming. He's mostly a video editor. Uh, he, he's the editor for a lot of really big movies, like Rambo 2 mm-hmm. uh, and some other great films. Uh, Terminator 2, he's worked with James Cameron as oh, the editor. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, but this movie... Uh, it's written, it's, the, the writer, um, you know. I'll talk about the writer in the blog if you want to learn about the writer a little bit, uh, but he's a first-time writer. The, the film itself, it's, um, the runtime, it's just 90 minutes, or it's a little over 90 minutes, 89 yeah, minutes, yeah. so it's a really short little ride, but uh, Evie, give us the overview. Of overview, the, uh, yeah. uh,
1: used to be a cop mm-hmm. on a Sting the guy who plays him his his family got killed by the mafia right so he wanted revenge oh let me tell you though uh, there actually was a um, homeless guy that would give him help you know mm-hmm. tell him where like things were going down right and he would fix the problem well I guess kill them right right you know just because they were bad too not because they maybe uh, did a crime so he had a uh, Vandetta, with both a uh, mafia and the um, Japanese, who were stealing children who actually uh, belonged to the mafia. So it was about him actually getting uh, revenge both on the Italian mafia and also the uh, Japanese. I'm not saying that those races are bad, but that's just the people that they mm-hmm. were with or fighting for.
0: Right. I mean, pretty much seemed to pretty well. Uh, what the film does well, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, as, uh, I'm going to say bringing Luke Gossett Jr. on as the uh, counterbalance for Dolph London's character yeah. is amazing. I mean, I haven't seen him since the last big thing I saw of Luke Gossett Jr., which, I mean, I haven't watched Roots or anything like that. I mean, he, I know he did that recently, the remake of Roots or or, or something about something about slavery. He, he was in that.
1: Uh, that was Samuel Jackson
0: no no that's the, oh. that's what thinking of though the, there was a remake of something it's not The Roots but there was something similar oh. to that he oh. played an elderly guy uh, oh. I forgot what it was it came out about a year and a half ago my bad I'm sorry that's no, okay, okay. Uh, but, but anyways I haven't seen him honestly in, in, uh, the last big thing I remember him from is an officer and a gentleman you won an Oscar for mm-hmm. and then since then he's sort of obscure I mean he did a series called getting Oliver uh, mm-hmm. which I remember uh, quite fondly but uh, he's the most charismatic character whenever he has screen time on it he, he's such a likable character, such a charismatic character, mm-hmm. and he, his presence fills the screen. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the biggest pluses of this. Whereas I think Dolph Lundgren was still limited in his acting range. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr., I think he was having fun. At least it, it comes across that he was mm-hmm. kind of enjoying his time when he was on set, you know, he made the most of it. Because he knew, I mean, the show really carries on what his ability is to do and that he was having fun, you know. He had a kind of a carefree, wink-at-the-camera type of personality. The only screen time with Dolph Lundgren is when Dolph's character is incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe not necessarily a highlight, but it is kind of one of the most memorable scenes that I remember, Mm. specifically. And what he says to him about, uh, you killed... 125 people mm-hmm. what do you call that and then so for me I remember that line very vividly yeah. so uh, that's uh, what I think about like how great his screen press well that's not true that's what I one of the things that stand out for me was his ability to be on the screen Okay. like Nancy Everhart who's a, a big name actress at the time she was just doing another 48 hours with a, with a Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy Mm. she just did a movie called Deep Star 6 which is a big kind of like Leviathan it Mm. came out at that time you and I reviewed a film not too long ago last year around this time Trial of the Incredible Hulk with um, she played Karen Page right yeah so we've seen her before Uh, so she at this point in 89 to 1990 this is the time this is when she was at her height Uh, when this movie came out uh, she was seen in an episode of MacGyver she did Matlock this is the time where uh, her face was being seen in both television and film. She was able mm-hmm. to go back and forth. And, uh, and women he- women are, are in the forefront of this movie. They are the, the antagonists of this movie, mm-hmm. as well as it being the Yakuza. And the set design, I thought, was pretty cool. They had, like kind of like Die Hard, where it's on a tower, mm-hmm. like the Akatomi Tower, where the final fight scene is at this, where they have to mow down all the uh, Akito warriors Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, and, and it's just a, a team, attack team of yeah. the person who killed his family, yeah. working with Castle to to uh, get, save his children. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. But it's not for kids. No, this is not a child a uh, child friendly movie. Though I'm not saying the, the it's not a necessarily a violent film. The gore this the gore is very very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just him shooting a gun. The most violence you see is. Uh, an explosion taking place at a, at a mansion uh him shooting um, uh, um la la gambling circuit ring mm-hmm. like like crazy was which is totally pointless and the first attack he does which is taking out the mob the first mob boss there's a couple of kills and even that it's mostly with like the. it's with his kick kick mm-hmm. his first two kills are is, are the heel kick mm-hmm. it's, it's very strange um there's an homage to uh Bruce Lee from uh into the dragon mm-hmm. with the mirrors yeah yeah and uh so you know so there there is some some thought that went into it as so those are my high points okay cool
1: yeah how the story starts is with the uh punisher living in like a tunnel or something mm-hmm. you know and he is obsessed with i guess um killing the gangsters and saving those kids mm-hmm. it was highly uh, dramatic you know what happened to Punisher's uh, family really messed him up mm-hmm. mentally, um, and he killed lots of people. But you don't know where it ends at the end, well, all you see him is his back to us, right. holding a couple of guns. So you don't know whether he's going to kill
0: or or whether he's at peace now, now that he made the people pay it's right he there's a reference he makes to God about like do I have my film is this enough for me like what's my answer I'm waiting for God's answer to me to yeah like what is my place is it is there is there a limit for me and he, he's a man who hasn't found it which is what brings me to the, to the big picture right it's like there's a lot of story here to mind I think really sure. I mean it's an origin story which is told to you in flashbacks of how he lost his family as you mm-hmm. mentioned to you, and his film like when when is, is is it enough and uh uh, you know, we have a character named Shake, uh, played by Barry Odo. Uh, he is his Micron who tells him, like, where to find... Mm-hmm. It's kind of an yeah. easy kind of... It's, it's too much of an easy gimme in terms of the movie. You have a guy who knows everything who kind of gives us information of where to go next, you know, without explaining how he got the information. So it's like an, it's an automatic, like... Uh, lazy story, lazy writing, and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot to mine here uh, in terms of like, where do you go from here? Like, you can find a new enemy, you know, mm-hmm. or a new challenge. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity to expand the character, and so that's what, how I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this 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 only pigeonholes the character for so much, but there is room for other challenges or other places to go, you mm-hmm. know, whether in New York or beyond, or if he goes to. Kind of like Shaq goes to Africa, you know. You could have him going to LA. You could mm-hmm. have him going to different places to yeah. to fight, or even to or to go back to um, um, to Shanghai or whatever, or Vietnam. Or you could have Puncher doing various things. Right. Um, so, uh, what would you give him? No, my rating for this movie. I give this movie a four out of four point five out of ten because I felt it was limited in production. Uh, it had like, I think a six million dollar budget, and you know didn't. Um, it was kind of weak in both the writing and both in the acting uh now i mean watching it in 2021 those kind of eyes i mean i would i give it a second chance i thought it was decent you know when I, I remember when i first saw this i had to fast forward most of it it's one of the action you know um and uh the action here is limited there's a website you could go on youtube and they've highlighted the all the, the fight sequences for um the dungeon character and if you look at just the fight sequences it is pretty sad but uh, as a film on the, on the whole, uh, with a one nine million sorry with a nine million dollar budget, and uh, a first time writer and uh, a director who's just this is a second feature film, um, yeah I I would give this a four point five I mean you know it's not horrible I've seen worse it's not bad uh, and this was a film I really wanted to see
1: hmm. how about you well for the eighties it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. I'd give it maybe a 5 out of 10, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, the shooting was good. Is you know, well, well, not the shooting, but, you know, there's a lot of action, you know, people getting shot, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was, yeah. um, I don't know. And for me, like, the plot didn't make sense. Okay. You know, because you don't know, whether like the cops were involved or not Mm -hmm. um against the uh japanese mafia they were trying to uh, um, get rid of each other right it was just okay i wouldn't want to see it again
0: to be honest so what was your rating again as out of out of ten five five and double feature what would you give us for what was your recommendation for a double feature for this one for this um uh scarface really yeah that's an interesting um that's a really interesting take yeah
1: Scarface Uh with all of the um, guns and fighting like the cops and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Um, yeah that's what I would you know oh I like Scarface yeah yeah yeah. yeah. you know it yeah the world Chico exactly yeah so yeah you know I have nothing really else to
0: Say, so, well, okay, well, for me, I'm going to say this, uh, okay, looking at it now, I, and I didn't pick up on this, so this is very proactive in terms of thinking, progressive, progressive thinking, in terms okay. of your women, your your antagonists are women. You know, right. the the co-detective with Luke Gossett Jr.'s character is a woman, and she holds her own. Mm-hmm. The detective is a black man. Yeah. So it's, right. a lot of it is very progressive in thinking, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, what you're, what you're seeing. Uh, but in terms of a double feature, uh, a, again... Uh, it's two women uh, who, oh, yeah. are, uh, who are who strong, heavy leads. In this case, they were the uh, antagonists. But uh, I think of Terminator: Terminator Dark Fate, uh, mm-hmm. where you have two strong women okay. uh, leads, wow. you know, fighting a you know killing machine, you know, taking on someone who's relentless. Right. You know, one's a Terminator, one's a Punisher. So, uh, so I saw the parallels in that. Oh, wow. Now, if now. The movie itself, you can argue with Terminator Dark Fate. It depends on how much you're into that that rabbit hole discussion. Uh, But I'm just saying on a super, not a superficial level, but on an aesthetic level, there's a lot of similarities in terms of concept, you know? And again, they're very progressive in thinking in terms of who your leads are, Mm -hmm. who your enemy is. Do you recommend uh, this movie? I do not. It's
1: 280s, which, you know, uh, uh, for its time, it was okay. Right. But there's like some long sequences in there, like Mm -hmm. him um, uh, driving a bus, you know, uh, driving kids. And that came automatically. So I'm thinking, where did he get the bus? Because it wasn't a smooth transition. Okay, sure. So, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Uh, a lot of boring scenes in it. And yeah, I wouldn't watch it again.
0: Yeah, it's not a recommend for me. I mean, I sing it again uh, now, years later. Uh, I when I first saw it, yeah, I, I didn't really care much for it. I am more very. I'm very much more sympathetic to the movie now. I'm, I'm more. I, I am more uh, accepting of the film. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't hate anything of it. Uh, it's you know, it's not masterfully done. Mm-hmm. There are sequences where there's a carousel sequence. we fight, fighting. Uh, the 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 he's surrounded by ninjas or. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, like and it's it, like the shot. It wasn't shot. Like it, the cover shots weren't done very well. Like it's, like, it gets, it. It was choreographed poorly. Uh, even his movements movements are very sluggish. But uh, yeah, it's not a recommend. Um, you know, if you're curious to know how, if you want, to, if you're curious to see the Punisher movies, War Zone, the Thomas Jane movie, this is easily the, the third movie. It's not the worst interpretation of the Punisher. Uh, but there are things in this movie that were very good, mm. but it's not. Yeah, you're, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Okay, so how can they reach us? They can reach us
1: online: www um, what do you puncher dot punisher sorry I don't know sorry. no and um, uh, pantheon of m dot com right really and also uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm we can be reached by and online
0: mm-hmm. at pantheon at Pantheon. yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. send us an email to or mm-hmm.
0: attacks yep yeah. and i'm going to write a little uh, blurb about this too on our uh, website too yeah we i do i usually try to do a little blog an uh, accompanying a campaign piece to what we're talking about mm-hmm. so if you want to get a little bit more insight Of um, maybe some some, well, I won't say the making of it, but what was going on like creatively? There about like about why there wasn't the logo on on because there is a reasoning for that. But but if you want to learn more, I'll write that. I'll talk about that on the blog. So if you want understanding, why wasn't there just why wasn't the skull on his on his shirt? Why was the skull only on the knives? um, You know, uh, was Marvel involved with this or not? they were but and to what capacity I'll I'll get into that on the blog if you if you're curious to know about that. I just talked so there wasn't much information to really delve on but I can explain or discuss that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that I am Ray and I'm happy. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. <laughs>